Hey there, I'm Renee, a former hot mess shopping addict turned minimalist mindset guru. In three years, I went from totally broke to debt-free minimalist, started a money-generating blog, and healed my marriage while being a homeschooling, stay-at-home mom. And I did most of this with nothing more than a library card and a prayer. Looking back, there is one thing I wish I had had a friend to share the journey with me who actually understood what I was going through. This is my hope for the Unstuffed podcast, to be a place where you can shake off the need to people please and where we can both show up as our authentic selves, even if we're still in yesterday's sweatpants. Think of this as a standing coffee date with an old friend whose only job is to hear you out, hype you up, remind you that you are already enough and doesn't mind if you spike your coffee. As always, let's keep this simple. Life is hard enough. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Hey there, welcome back to the Unstuffed Podcast. It's me, your host, Renee. This week I had to really ask myself, oh, what do I need to talk about? And I think as we're entering that spring season, nothing is better than talking about spring cleaning. However, You know me, hopefully by now, that I don't want to talk about spring cleaning in a way that's like telling you how to clear the cobwebs or how to correctly organize your garage. That kind of stuff is just not my cup of minimalism tea. So we're going to do this my way and we're going to talk about how to avoid the spring cleaning pendulum swing, basically the nonstop decluttering of your house and you getting nowhere. Okay, so I still remember this day. This is why it's so important for me to talk about because I still remember this day that I was bringing another load of good Goodwill donations to Goodwill. I know not everybody likes Goodwill, so like let's just move past that. There are so many other areas, so so many other good donations, so many other good causes that I could be donating to in my area. I am aware. And whenever I have had the intention to like donate to a woman's shelter or something like that, I will gather all of the garbage bags up. I'll have like three of them set in my trunk and eventually they're needing to be pulled out because we need to use our trunk space for something different. And when that happens, I open up a bag and what do I do? (laughs) What do I do? I start taking stuff out. I'm like, oh, you know what? I actually like this sweater and maybe, maybe I should give these jeans an 18th try, right? So Now I have come to the conclusion that whenever I am in that mood to get rid of stuff, I just need to get rid of it because otherwise it will come back into my house and never actually end up being helpful to anybody. Okay, so fast forward past that spiel. One day I was getting ready to bring everything to Goodwill and I used to feel so proud of myself. I used to tell Tom, you know, we always donate stuff to Goodwill, like good for us, pat on the back. I was so proud of myself feeling like I was so humble and giving or whatever, whatever nonsense I needed myself to believe in. But this one particular trip, I kind of went, I'm always donating. So all these times I declutter a bunch of stuff and I feel so proud of myself. But in reality, I'm not really getting anywhere because I'm continuously doing this. I had this epiphany go off in my mind that made me realize that I was just living in this cycle of buying and decluttering and buying and decluttering. 
Um, which is why it's something that I talk about all the time because I know I was stuck in it so often. Um, and I wanted to share with you guys how I started to figure out how to get out of this. Um, and just why we do this too. So the reason why is so interesting. It makes so much sense. And I wanted to share that with you today. So it's important to remember that a lot of times decluttering and shopping are the same thing. So if you haven't heard yet, I'm proudly proclaimed myself as a shopaholic turned minimalist. And I even created my own mini crash course on how to curb a shopping habit. So for those people who struggle with shopping addiction, um, you can always check out my mini course shopping rehab. I'll leave it in the show notes. Um, but I highly recommend you check it out if you struggle with overspending because I have put some of the tools that I've got in my pocket into this course. Anyway, after kicking my shopping addiction, what I did, so I used to like constantly accumulate stuff, always hitting up clearance racks, always spending. And then after I managed to start to heal from my shopping addiction, here's what I did. I started to do things <laughs> like declutter my whole house. First of all, we downsized our house. So we, we downsized and let go of, I would say half of our possessions. Um, you know, keep in mind, we also accumulated a lot while we were in the bigger house, but we had gotten rid of half of our possessions. We moved into a smaller house and then I still kept doing things like selling the kitchen table for $75 so that I could put that money toward debt payoff. And in my mind, I was like, this is a great move. I want to be out of debt and I want to prove the world that I want to be out of debt by selling my kitchen table. But no, what nobody told me Hey there, it's me, Renee. I don't mean to be a buzzkill and to interrupt your regularly scheduled programming, but if you are loving the Unstuffed podcast, then I would love for you to check out the Unstuffed Inner Circle. This is my brand new monthly membership, purpose-driven community of simplicity seekers. I want you to think of this as a standing coffee date with that low-maintenance group of friends where you can just be yourself. We are going to have monthly coffee talks that are live with me. Every Monday, I'm going to create a new video to help do a check-in before we start the week. There'll be bonus journal prompts, guest speakers, and so much more. And you can be as active or as laid back as you want. We will be sharing new ways to slow down, clear mental and physical clutter, so that you can feel refreshed and ready to take on the world with ease. This is my way of avoiding those annoying ads on the podcast and a great way to connect with you guys more. So if you're interested, check out more information about the Unstuffed Inner Circle in the show notes. Is that just like we can turn to shopping impulses to heal our wounds after a bad day or after our boss is a douche? <laughs> Decluttering can be the exact same thing, but just in reverse. So... In either of these scenarios, we have led ourselves to believe that we are in control of our lives, right? So shopping, I'm buying, 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 decluttering, I'm getting rid of, getting rid of, getting rid of. It's literally the same thing, just the opposite of one another. But the truth is when we're doing this, we are putting ourselves in control of our things, of our possessions, of our stuff. But our real problem, however, is that we are really feeling out of control where? In our body. And we trick ourselves into believing that the stuff is either the problem or the solution. But in reality, it's sitting with our own feelings. And we don't want to do that because that feels uncomfortable. So we just start shuffling the stuff that we have around us in order to make ourselves think that we're in control. In summary, our bodies are out of whack. 
So we buy shoes or clean out the linen closet. <laughs> I mean, if you really think about it, it's just absolute nonsense. But this is what we do all the time. And then we rest our head at night feeling proud and accomplished that we took charge of our lives when in reality, we simply lulled ourselves into a false sense of security and control, which is super fun. And it's great to be able to put yourself into control like that, you know, to be in charge of something. But if you never take the time to recognize and acknowledge your emotions, you're going to stay stuck shuffling things and feeling like it really helped, but it didn't. Okay. So then what's the decluttering cycle? I loved this example. Um, and how does it play into the, how we handle our emotions like that? Um, in his book, the untethered soul author, Michael Ann Singer references a pendulum to describe how often, um, we work to balance create balance in our life. So I want you to imagine a pendulum being pulled greatly to one side. So you know those little like metal balls that are like tink, 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 you know, they hit back and forth kind of like that. If you pull one of those balls all the way to the right and then let it go, what happens? That momentum hits the ball on the left and the ball on the left swings just as far out as the ball on the right did. This is how we unknowingly are trying to create balance in our own lives. Um, you know, I'll explain. This is like the reason that people who grew up during the depression have children now who are like mini hoarders. Those children grew up having very little, chances are, and perhaps they had family members who like scrimped and saved and you know, didn't buy many toys, things like that. They saved every penny, which is great. Nobody can blame them. Uh, people who survived the depression learned like this was the way you needed to survive. However, in order to um, overcompensate well, or create that balance, balance compensation, the next generation went buck wild and bought themselves everything under the sun. And then they held on to it for dear life just because they could, because it gave them that sense of control over their stuff that they didn't have when they were younger. Is this everybody's story? No. So if you're like, I don't buy it, listen on. If you have ever been someone who is um, going through a massive spring cleaning session, like I said, um, after a major shopping spree, so maybe you went totally crazy, you spent too much on your credit card, you're feeling regret, you're like, oh man, I shouldn't have done that. Uh, and then you go, well, you know what? I'll just get rid of some stuff. So I'll clear out, make room in my closet. That way I'm maintaining that balance. You do, and I mean, that is a way to maintain the balance. If you bring in 10 new items, you get rid of 10 new items. Um, or maybe you overcompensate and try to get rid of even more because then you feel justified, right? Those are things that we do. And we could also use this reference when it comes to the deprivation that can go hand in hand with crash dieting. So maybe you lose 20 pounds rapid fire by sticking to some really difficult, really depriving type of diet, but then after two months, you're going to freak out and eat the entire menu at Taco Bell to try to create that balance. Um, you know, the real thing that we can only hope to do is to maintain some form of balance in our life, um, is to slowly release that pendulum back to the middle instead of just letting it swing like crazy. Because when we let it swing like crazy, we never really go anywhere. Um, and the concept of balance is something I've even heard people talk about, like, is balance even real? Is that a real thing? Um, and I love listening to this concept, but I still believe balance is a thing. Here's why. So I get why. Um, because 
you know, sometimes in our life, for the example of being a mom, you know, there's going to be times where I have to work more and I can't help my kids as much with their schoolwork. And then there's going to be times where maybe my kids are sick and they need me more than my work does, you know, that kind of thing. I'm not going to be able to do both things equally. That doesn't always work. Um, however, I imagine like a tightrope walker kind of metaphor. A tightrope walker walking across a wire from building to building, and he has like that big giant balancing stick with him, right? Now, as he walks, he's going to teeter from side to side sometimes, but he does this to help him maintain that balance so that he's still going somewhere, right? If he tips too much to one side and he has to overcompensate and go to the left side and then back to the right side, he's going to stay in one spot for a while trying to get back that balance. But if he just does those little tiny moves and keeps that balance, he can get somewhere. This is just like life. There are going to be times when we declutter um, and then it stays. Maybe, you know, we're able to actually clear some stuff and our house feels a little bit refreshed and we feel good. And then there's going to be times when we need to buy more stuff, like going back to school halls. But neither one of these things has to be that drastic overcompensation or that drastic pendulum swing where we eventually just need to right away overcompensate it. We won't always be in that perfect middle balanced area, but we can take steps to ensure that we stop swinging so far from side to side so that we actually get somewhere. Okay, and the first thing to do, the best thing you can do to help yourself with this is to find your horizon. So if I'm going to stick with the tightrope metaphor because it just makes good sense, <laughs> I want you to imagine being that tightrope walker, what are you going to need to do to get yourself from point A to point B without tipping too much from side to side and staying stuck in one spot trying to catch your balance? Keep your eye on the horizon. Find a point ahead. I remember, I think it was my mom who was teaching me when I was just learning how to drive. When I was just learning how to drive, I was so concerned about drifting out of the, the lines on the road. So I would just look at the lines. And like, if I'm looking at the line, then I'm staying in that line. I'm going to stay in that line. And she had to tell me if you're, you need to look at the road. You need to look ahead. Um, because if I look at the lines, I'm going to go toward the lines off into the ditch. <laughs> and I did that a lot <laughs> from ages 16 to we'll go with 24. Um, something like that. Not the greatest of a driver for so long because I wasn't great at keeping my eyes on the horizon. Um, this same technique works for us in our regular life to help us maintain that balance. So ask yourself, what is the bigger picture that you have for your life? What could you set your sights on? What goals can you aim for so that life's little distractions just become like those blurry images in your peripheral vision? This is something I help people do in my minimalist reset program um, is to find their horizon, to set their sights ahead. Because when you focus on where you want to go, you are less likely to get yourself off track. You're less likely to avoid that pendulum swing because you're focused ahead, right? Not off to the right, not off to the left, straight ahead. So if we're keeping this, even though it's a very deep, important life lesson, and I hope you're hearing it, listeners, balanced spring cleaning, because we're coming back to the spring cleaning. Um, if you are all gung-ho about spring cleaning, may I encourage you to first set your sights on just summer. 
what is it that you want to do or accomplish for your summer? If you think about the bigger picture that you have for your summer, it's going to help you be a little bit more intentional with your spring cleaning. Before you start cleaning house, take a minute to ask yourself what the end goal is. What do you ultimately have to have tidied up before summer starts? The answer might be nothing. You know, you might be going, oh, you know, I may be just feeling a little anxious about summer and the kids coming home from from school or planning our vacation. So I'm trying to create that sense of control by doing this massive spring cleaning, you know, or maybe it is time to go, okay, all the winter stuff, we need to get rid of the stuff that doesn't fit anymore or put it away in storage so that's not taking up so much space. There are practical things you might need to do and there are stuff, there might be things that you just don't even need to do at all. This one is so important. Number two, check your reality meter. (laughs) I am so bad at checking my reality meter. Thank God I have a husband who only lives in reality. Um, I make him check his wild dreams meter every now and then, but here's what I'm talking about. Brene Brown often shares this story about when she took several kids to Disneyland. I think it was like more than just her kids, like multiple families. And she felt like it was necessary for her to pack her bag with multiple books that she intended to read. So her husband, Steve, was like, um, Brene, maybe we need to do a reality check here. They have some name for it. I can't remember what she calls it. I'm just calling it the reality meter. You know, check your reality meter. Um, I can't remember if she brought all the books with her. I don't think she did. I think she maybe cut it down to one book and she never even got a chance to read that book at all because she's going, okay, you're right. I'm going to Disneyland with multiple kids. We're going to be really busy. I'm probably not going to be able to read three books. And at the end of it, she didn't even get through one, you know, that kind of thing, checking the reality meter, because otherwise she would have been carrying around those extra books through the airport and it would have been totally pointless. So when it comes to your spring cleaning, make sure that you're doing this. When it comes to anything in life, make sure you're doing this. But if we're sticking to the spring cleaning theme for this too, it can save you a heap of heartache if you (laughs) can do this before you begin decluttering. So like I sold off the kitchen table, I could have checked my reality meter, kept my eyes on the horizon and said, okay, I will sell this table when we get another one that's a little bit bigger. Because when I look at the big picture of my life, having a place for my family to gather is really important to me. At the time, I was so busy, so distracted, trying to feel in control of my finances that I just sold out my kitchen table from under me. And then I remember feeling so sad because There was nowhere for my family to gather and have that connection. And so I had to like kick myself going, shit, yeah, that's really important to me. Actually, I sold an object that allowed us to have this closeness, this together time. And of course we can do it other places in our house, but there's something really special about a kitchen table. Trust me, I know. (laughs) I sold it out from under us. Um, And remember, you don't have to do it all at once. Like my latest, oh, not my latest, but like my series on TikTok, if you only have 30 seconds to declutter. I call my series, if you only have 30 seconds to declutter. I want you to remember that decluttering or cleaning house doesn't have to be one giant show. You know, you could easily set out a box and whenever you come upon an item that you no longer need, just put it in the box. Then when the box is full, donate it. It can be so simple. It doesn't have to be a big giant how to do or whatever they call it, whatever they say. So as you enter into this spring cleaning, stepping into summer, just be aware of these little habits of ours so that you can be sure to avoid that massive pendulum swing 
Um, and so you don't burn yourself out. That way you're actually able to maintain better balance and get where you want to go. Thank you so much for tuning into the Unstuffed podcast. I'm so glad that you were here. And remember, I love to hear from you guys as well. So please take the time to write a review so that each week I can read one of your reviews live on the air. And if you're not quite ready to be done, don't forget that you can head to reneebennis.com links, where you can access some of my free trainings and my free guides. You can also gain access to my programs and my trainings, including mini school. Thank you so much for being here. And remember, keep it simple. Life is complicated enough.